It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's episode 40, season 8 of the Fighting Cop podcast, and thankfully last of the, the, the Skype podcasts that we're, we're going to be doing, uh, because next week we get, to, <laughs> we get to be together again, and it's so important that we get to be together, because watching Spurs and being with your mates... It's not something you can do through the internet very well, as we've seen on Twitter over the last three or four days. This is a bit. Yeah, it's been, it's been a bit tough. <laughs> I've had to like because um, I don't think anyone else went to the game apart from me, so I had to kind of suffer alone and sulk alone for that one. How have you been? How's your Christmas been, mate? Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year to you too, man. Just um, spend most of the time at home, so yeah. Only about to report. How's the boy? Enjoy his Christmas. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, got lots of presents. Um, good to see the family. Um, it's fairly unremarkable, but still very nice. Um, on the last podcast, we 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 were coming off the back of beating Everton six two. 
then went on to beat Bournemouth 5-0 at home. And yeah. um, obviously, when you listen back to I listened back to the podcast a couple of hours ago just to kind of figure out what, what, we, were said, what we had said beforehand. And then obviously going into this one after getting beat at home by Wolves 3-1, um, and we're obviously full of cheer and, and, and talking about how good we Spurs are and 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 the fact that you know playing football, a lot of football around the festive period tends to suit Tottenham. And then we go into the Wolves game full of confidence, but looked completely devoid of any kind of fitness. Or they, I mean, a lot of people have been talking about fatigue. What what, what do you think happened? I just think they were just a tough team to figure out. Um, they're very compact. Um, so a lot of the time when we were in their half, you know, their most advanced player would be um, Jimenez on, would be on the halfway line and the deepest defender would be on the 18-yard line. So that gives us a very small um, area of the pitch to, to play in and play through. So I think that made it difficult. I don't think Pochettino had the answer. I don't think he had the personnel to really adapt to that. I mean, we went ahead, but we were never really completely dominating them. And I just think, I just think he found it tough against those tactics. It was a weird one, weren't it? Because it, it, we we did go ahead, but we didn't feel like it was going to stay that way. I didn't anyway when I was watching it. I was like jubilant that Kane had scored a goal such as the one that he did. It was an incredible finish, but it didn't feel like we had control of the game. And um, it, it, it was a weird one. And, and I think that, that we know a few weeks back, we did a podcast after the Burnley game where we kind of scraped through 1-0. And that's what I was getting at. You've got a team like Wolves, who are a, a newly promoted side, coming into a game at Wembley, away at Tottenham, which nobody fancies at all. We, we stuff most people when we play them at home, or, or at least we, we win without any kind of worry. And Wolves played the counter-attack and um, kind of possession game very, very well. And that was where the criticism I had of um, Deitch and Burnley was that why have they stunk the game out? Wolves managed that game perfectly. And, and I think that's, that, that shows a different type of managerial style uh, than, than Deitch had. And just, I mean, afterwards I was fuming. I was fucked off, like massively. Um, because losing at home when you're on this run, knowing that we, we were, or maybe still are, challenges for the league, to lose at home so convincingly in the second half, for sure, it was just, it was difficult to take. But it was kind of, I, I admired what their manager did and what, how, how Wolves played football. And, and, and Moutinho coming in as a veteran of the game, he really controlled it and, and made, made things very difficult for us. Yeah, I mean, the narrative after the game isn't about how well Wolf set up or how well DeSanto, or I forget what his surname is, um, set his team up. It was all about how, how Spurs had bottled it. But I think Santos just got to admit they got the tactics right and he just didn't really have an answer. I think we had the fatigue. Um, Lamella was injured. Um, I learned that after the game. Um, Daddy Ali clearly wasn't fit when he, no, he, when he played. And there were these factors, I think, I don't think Wolves score an awful lot of goals and I felt that when they were one up, I thought, well, they haven't really got any cutting edge and then they go and score three goals in about 15, 20 minutes. I but, mean, Wolves have taken points off of almost all of the top sides in the league. And, and when yeah. we played them at Molyneux earlier on in the season, we were lucky, despite going 3-0 up, we were lucky to get out of that with, with three points. 
And I think, as a Wolves fan, I would be a little bit dismayed about the reaction to this game because they're they're looking at it and the people are looking at it as as a issue for Tottenham, whereas Wolves deserved everything they got. And sometimes you've got to look at it and think, this is a game of football of 90 minutes and, and the tactical nous of two managers and the players on the pitch. And sometimes, no matter how good you are, and we've seen it with the very best sides in the league this season, apart from Liverpool, you've seen tactics and, and, and quality become undone. And it happened to us. So you, you, you have to just, I, I think you've got to put your chin up in the air and take, take the blows that are, that, that are coming. And that is that the Wolves were good for that, good, good for those three points. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think they played very well. And um, I don't know, I was thinking coming into the game, they were in second place and we'd just come off two very big wins. I mean, I think the win against Everton probably made us believe that we can actually, you know, make a challenge for the title. Maybe not necessarily win it, but maybe push Liverpool a bit close, seeing as Man City lost, had lost two in a row. And I think a lot of that came into the game, but... I don't know, I think sometimes you know, it's like a marathon run and you hit the wall. Sometimes you hit that wall and you go through. Sometimes you hit the wall and you fall away. And I think when the third goal went in, I think when Trippier lost the ball, it's a resignation that we're not going to catch them. We haven't got the legs to catch these guys. And, yeah. and that's, that's how I thought with them when the third goal went in. What has what it become when football... Like, it didn't seem like this when I was a kid. And maybe it's because the stakes are so much higher now. But what one result can completely change the atmosphere around everything. Like... We, uh, as fans of this club and what we've witnessed under Pochettino's tenure, we should be able to take a bad result and move on. But we, we, we seemingly are, are, are unable to. And, you know, we're going into Cardiff, New Year's Day. And I, I don't think that there's going to be anything other than a kind of convincing win against them. I, I kind of feel well, like They've that. just come off a good win themselves, haven't they? Yeah, they did. They, they, they have. And uh, Cardiff have been much better this season than I anticipated that they would be. But I just think that... I think the result against Wolves was, wasn't the be-all and end-all of our season. And No, absolutely not, no. You know, 11 goals in two games isn't easy to do in the Premier League. And especially the game against Everton where we were so beautiful going forward. Or we, we we ripped them apart time and time again. Like I said in the last podcast, it could have been ten. Um, I didn't. I, don't, the, the, I mean, there's one point on on the running order. It says it says one game too far. I think potentially one game too far is is the right way to look at it. And and that doesn't mean we're not going to rebound. We will. But it, it was just a very good Wolves side who've got great results this season. At the wrong time, you know, it was always seven, uh, three games in seven days or six games, yeah. six days. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there, there is frustration, but I think there's, there's complaints that the fans have and certain things bring it to the surface, whether it be not signing any new players and, um, you know, the, the talk out of the club that we're not going to sign any new players in January. Um, Hugo Lloris's form is patchy. I saw the goals again for the first time last night mm. after being in the stadium. And at first class, they all looked very stoppable by Hugo, if I'm being frank. Maybe they weren't. I've not, I've not watched replays and really analysed it. And so sometimes, things, sometimes these things get brought to the surface. Sometimes, you know, in a long-term relationship, 
you know, when you and your missus have an argument, some things that you've thought for a long time come to the surface. It's just the same thing with football. Sometimes some fans have these thoughts and I guess the defeat is the appropriate time to, to bring it up. It's, it's frustration. I mean, people bring up the 90s, but it's not really a relevant argument <clears throat> in this case. I just think that fans want, you know, the fans just, they just want the best. We're, we're going to lose games, but... I don't know. Let's, let's let people let people vent. Yeah, but like if you if we if we'd have drawn against Everton and drawn against Bournemouth and then beaten Wolves, we'd have less points than we do now out, out of those three games. That's correct. Yeah. Do you think the mood would be different? It would be because because for the simple fact that we'd be coming off the back of a win. Yeah. And is that enough to kind of throw or, or I don't know, just kind of hunker down on uh, on a pessimistic attitude around the, around the football club well it's, it's, what's, what else starts me is a bit weird is that before the game we said we were in a title race and after we lost it we said that we're not then the fans are saying well we were never in a title race in the first place but they're still mad about losing the game that would have put more pressure on Liverpool it, it just um, I think I mean, look, there was there was an event at Box Park, um, Hotspur, Tottenham Hotspur. Oh, Sports yeah. You, had, did you go had, to that after the game? Let, let me, I'll, I'll explain. So, <laughs> that event, so, so that event was after the game. You had Clive Allen and Mickey Hazard uh, doing a little chat with um, Crackers and you had Brandon Block DJing. Yeah, sounds and, good. You know, I'd, you know, I got my ticket. It was free, so no, no biggie there. And, um, yeah, when the third goal went in, I sulked and went home. Oh, right, you didn't go. No. <laughs> and what was the turnout like? Uh, I don't know. I've only had a look on Instagram and social media. It looked, looked like a decent turnout. Everyone seemed, seemed to enjoy it, but I just didn't want any part of it. I just thought, fuck off. And, no, when, I got, then, and then when I got home, I thought, yeah, maybe I should have gone. <laughs> no, but the, that, that moment of being reactive is, is what football's all about, isn't it? It's, it's, it's the, the, the things, that, the, even this podcast, you know, we, we're producing a podcast. Me and you are, are sitting here in our respective front rooms or kitchens or wherever you are at tea mm-hmm. and um, we've arranged to meet up and talk over the internet or if, if we were doing it normally talking yeah. with, with each other knowing full well that half the people are going to listen to this than they would if we had won this game and, and, and when you're putting on these events like we do with the live shows as well yeah. is that people's enjoyment or people the way people remember it are, is, is about whether or not Spurs have performed well on that day and so it's quite hard because you have to put your balls out there to do it. And, uh, you know, I think one of, the, one of the most sort of gratifying parts of doing the Fighting Got podcast is is the fact that people take solace in defeat when listening to the pod because we can somehow talk about it in a way that uh, helps them feel less bad about Spurs. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. I mean, I don't think it was our... I mean, it's kind of our intention to try and try and raise spirits. Um, when, I, when, I, when I put the tweet out yesterday asking for questions, I wanted to say, please don't make the questions all be depressing because yeah. you, you know what the podcast is about. We're not going to say Hugo Lloris ain't fit for purpose or Spurs are never that good anyway. You know, the truth is always somewhere in between. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I know. I mean, and, and people react to, to bad results in ways that they don't in, in the kind of normality of their, their everyday life, do they? Yeah, and I think it's, I think it's also the frustration of other fans and the media piping up that probably has a probably manifests itself in people just just venting. You know, go on um, 
Now there's this Arsenal fan they put this tweet up. Um, what I don't know what you call those things. You know, you go to the fairgrounds and you get those. You get I the saw claw that. that. Yeah, yeah. The, the claw that grabs a ball. Yeah, it's like a prize claw, and they're really, yeah, yeah. really hard to win. And uh, the the little girl or little boy gets it, drops yeah. it into the prize hole, it drops yeah. it down, it bounces out, and goes back into the pool of prizes. It, yeah, I mean yeah. that to be, <laughs> it is. You saw the you saw the heartbreak on the kid's face. Yeah, and yeah. that is that is pretty much what it's like to be Spurs sometimes. Hundred percent. And then I saw another one where um, I think I think they were tagging. I think there's a wrestling match. And they're tagging into into the ring. Yeah. And a bloke climbed in, but he tripped and fell back out of the ring. And they said <laughs> that's that's Spurs' title challenge. And yeah, but I, but, I find those things funny. I, I it, laughed at it. It is but funny. It is funny. But some, the, some some people react thinking they're taking the piss out of us. How dare they? And it just you know. But we're laughing. Stop. But, but does that kid does that kid then go? What does that kid do after he loses his money? He doesn't throw the towel in. He goes to his mum and dad and go, give me another pound. Let, let's try again. I'll go with that. I'll yeah, go with that. That definitely <laughs> happens. You pay, <laughs> uh, your boy is, what is he? He's got to be about one and, one and a half now. He's, in, he's two, two and a half. Two, two and a half, right? Yeah. In, in, uh, in, in, in a couple of years' time, you'll be in Butlin somewhere, taking the, <laughs> kid, taking the missus and the kid away, and he'll be in one of those little ticket machines. And they'll come, be coming back to you over and over again for more money. Yeah, but I make shitloads working on computers, though. Not every parent has that. <laughs> yeah, but what, what I'm saying is that he, we go again. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. What, what, what Flav is actually saying is that there's 18 games left. And Liverpool haven't won the league. We haven't given up hope of finishing as hard as we possibly can. And it's not over. And our season will not hinge on the Wolves game. It won't hinge on the Watford game. That's exactly, you know, it. That's um, exactly it. You've got to look at it that the, the Everton game, people would have taken the draw before the game started. Yeah. Because Everton aren't a bad side. No. I mean, we seem to smash Silver's teams all the time. But people thought, well, you know, we came, we came out the game smashing them, con, con, you know, convincingly. And, you know, Bournemouth game, I think we were confident we were going to win. Carl Walker-Peters gets us three assists and, you know, everything's rosy. But then you look at the team and Trippier, Trippier starts and I didn't see when he, when he hit his head, but apparently he went pear-shaped after that. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't notice that that was the, the kind of key point in the change. I thought it was wider problems than uh, Trippier hitting his head, but not wider problems that would dictate the rest of our season, as you just said. Uh, James, CD, uh, C, uh, James C. Diamond on Reddit, he says, did the Liverpool Woolwich result make you feel any better about our losing or were you hoping for Liverpool to drop points? Um, before the game, I wanted Liverpool to to drop points. Yeah, <laughs> and I kept saying to myself, I want, I want, um, yeah, I want, I want Liverpool to lose, not Arsenal to win. <laughs> if if that makes sense. I know, but, no, no, that no. makes complete sense. I, I, uh, I wanted, I uh, honestly, I just wanted Arsenal to get done. I, and, that, and this is part of the problem, I guess, is that that obviously Arsenal beating Liverpool would have helped us, and you think. Realistically, we're out of sight against Arsenal. You know, Arsenal are not going to catch us. You'd think, and so that we should be looking at it as a game where our rivals are Liverpool, not Arsenal. But I can't, and you know, you'll understand this, T. I can't remove everything that I've experienced previously and just say I willfully want Arsenal to win. I, I, I didn't. And um, to answer the question from James, is yes, it did make me feel a little bit better. I tell you what, I wanted Liverpool to lose. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's, what, that's what I wanted. But 
but the way it panned out was beautiful. And I think the Arsenal fan TV outpouring they got made me, made me feel a little bit better. And then let, let, let's actually just take a moment here because we did get beat by Wolves three one, and that is a really bad and hard, a difficult result to take. But three games ago, Arsenal fans were talking about Emery like he was the second fucking coming. And DT of Arsenal Fan TV, he was talking about how, you know, it was almost, you could see the smugness in his face, the fact that he wanted Wenger out and it was all working out for him. Now they're yeah. in a position where they have the worst defensive record that they've had in the Premier League era. Under what, how many how many seasons of, uh, of Wenger? 20, 21? About that. Yeah, they've, they've now got the worst defence they've ever had. So they've brought in a manager. And this is what we talked about previously, about them being a normal football club. They're a normal football club now. Yep. Right, this shit is going to happen. There's no miracle manager that's going to come in and fix in. Like, barring Pep Guardiola, there's no miracle manager that's coming in and fixing Arsenal. So, what they've got now is a very normal and, and, and humdrum and, and existential crisis of supporting football. No, that, that's what it is. I think they were, they were very much spoiled. Um, Wenger made the club in his own image in terms of the way Arsenal play. People kind of look at the Arsenal DNA as playing, as passing it into the into the net. Where the DNA that I know is a bunch of drunken centre backs putting their arm up for offside and them singing one nil to the Arsenal, you know, in the marble halls. That's my what missus, I see. My missus, <laughs> I'm just, babe, I'm, I'm just recording. I'm recording a podcast with UT. My missus just walked in in her New Year's Eve dress and she looks sensational. Okay, can you clap? <laughs> she, he's clapping. He's clapping. <laughs> I could eat a lob one hit the table. Well, no, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, mate. Sorry what you said. Um, yeah, it's just strange how the image that people have of Arsenal and that's not the, that's not the image I have at all. I'm, I'm glad that they're, you know, they're stuck down here in hell with the rest of us. Um, just, like, just like United, you know, below the heavens, down here in hell with the rest of us. Oh, mate, have you, have you, any part of this, that is, that is very poetic, mate, actually. Did you just, is that something you've read? No, it's one of my favourite album titles and it makes me think of their plight. Um, does, does every United victory make you feel a little bit better about the, the situation with Pochettino, if there is even a situation? Um, no. I think if he wins every game for the rest of the season, they're not going to get rid of him, right? Well, look at it this way: I think that Pochettino is probably not going to have many more windows where a club of that size will want him. So it's a threat, but it's not something to really think about. We just got to. I think what Pochettino has done a great job of as well is managing um, the club, managing the players, managing mentally where they are. Nobody talked about yesterday. Um, sorry, Monday's was it Monday. Monday's defeat being down to Poch thinking about the the Man United job. No one's even talked about that. Everyone's just saying, "I oh, we just bottled it." It'd be unfair. Yeah, but, but no. But remember when Redknapp when he lost to Norwich at home? I think that's probably the last promoted club we lost to at home. I might have that wrong. Um, and all the talk after that game was of you know Redknapp in the England job. So I think he's been very professional in, in the way he's gone. Uh, how do I feel when, you, when United are winning games? Well, I guess we'll see when they play a real team on June on January 13th. How Who's I feel that? then. Who are they playing? Tottenham Hotspur. Oh, fuck, yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it, a real fucking team. And, 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 real and, men. The, 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 we have men taking care of women. No, not like that. Not like that. I don't mean that. That's... Uh, 
silly and misogynistic. Misog um, I've had a few beers because it's it's New Year's Eve, isn't it, mate? I've, I've, I'm having a beer now. I had one earlier. Good boy. Good boy. Uh, where are we going to finish this season, T? Ooh. In the top four. And that, in the top four. That, that's fine, isn't it? We can take that. We would have taken that. At the start of 2018... We would have bent over If, if we said at the end, you'd still be in the League Cup, still in the Champions League, what, the last 16, and the, what's third in the league now? You'd have taken that. Does, does it make, does it make uh, the, the Wolves' result okay? Because you have to expect more and want more, but we're doing all right, man. We're doing all right. I, I have no issue of expecting and wanting more. I don't. I, I, I expect and want it all. I want it all. But I can I can show a level of um, philosophy when we lose. Oh well, yeah. I mean, how do you feel about the keeper situation? Because I've seen a few people talk about that. How do you feel about it? Gazaniga is now our number one, isn't he? You think so? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think uh, <laughs> I think that Larice didn't have a great game, but he has showed. I think I, I honestly I think that Lloris is the level of keeper that we that is, is on par with the rest of the football clubs. Like he can be incredible and is is largely incredible, but ha, is prone to mistakes and and costly have a, have a costly impact on the game. I, I don't think that he's beneath us at all. You do? No, no, I'm I'm, I'm very conflicted because we've not lost a game that Gazaniga's played in. He hasn't and, played you know, in a great deal of like, massively important games, has he? Apart from um, the Arsenal away. I can't but, think of one top of my head, but but yeah, um, I'm not, he's not the Gazaniga is not the answer. Let's, I mean, let's if if we if Lloris, if you're if you're second guessing Lloris, then Spurs have to splash out sixty million, six seventy million pound on a goalkeeper that we don't even know exists. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd, I'd go along with that, but I do think they. I think the, the concern is that people feel that Lloris walks into the team regardless of form and because he has the armband. No. Maybe if he gets dropped for a game, maybe that'll make him think twice. All right, let, let's, let's move on. Um, John Howick says, what are your best free and worst Spurs moments of 2018? So you've made a little list here, haven't you? That's his Have list. you got it in front of you? It's his That's list. His, all, right, yeah. all right, all right, all right, all right. Sorry, mate. Let, let's go through his list. Um, okay, so he's, so. his best is uh, making the Champions League last 16 this season and Juventus tie, beating Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, Sissoko's career revival, and the <laughs> worst, he has the stadium delays, the FA Cup semi-final defeat to United and Lloris drink driving incident. Yeah. I mean, I had a bit of a think about this yesterday and I've kind of forgotten <laughs> what I picked. Um, I mean, I think the Sissoko one is definitely one of the stories of the year. Absolutely but, has to be. It's, just, it's, um, it's a feel-good thing, isn't it? It's, it's, it, and, and it, it kind of throws a, uh, it's a mockery of what people understand football to be, which is I, what I see is fact, undoubtedly, until it isn't. Absolutely. And, you know, when the season started, we didn't buy anyone. We were worried about him playing all these games. Last season, he played um, about eight, I think he started 18 games last season. I might have that wrong. Mm-hmm. And we worried about him starting that many games again. But, you know, I, th- I think the revival of him has been great. That's definitely one of the highlights of 2018. I think another highlight, which he didn't say, probably the Spurs players at the World Cup. Yeah. I feel a bit of pride. 
Redknapp, sorry, Kane being the top scorer. Trippier's free kick against Croatia. Yep, and Dar scoring the winning penalty. Just a whole feel-good factor of that as well. And also the Belgium guys doing well. That was... I, a, well, I was surprised that there's absolutely no mention of that that that, that result in uh, Barcelona. Oh, the one all. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. I mean, I guess he kind of alludes to it in making the Champions League last sixteen. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a draw is, though, isn't it? No, no, yeah, no, no, no. It is a draw, and, and your your season or your love for your club shouldn't be dictated by a single result like a draw. But if you look at where we came from. When PSV equalised against Tottenham, yeah, and then to and then to, to the point where we we engineered it so that we were in the new camp against Barcelona, albeit a sub standard Barcelona, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you know going into that game needing a forward, needing a better Inter Milan's result to go a goal down and show the character and resilience. And just belief and love for what was going on, because you don't you don't turn a tie around like that in that situation in that stadium with, with ha- having to rely on another a club, knowing that no matter how much you do, you might actually it might not actually be enough. You don't do that if you don't believe in what you're what what you're doing and the football club you belong to and, and the teachings of Pochettino. You you don't. So the fact that we we scored that goal and so many Spurs fans went out there believing, like some people say 8,000, others say 12 to 14,000. So many of them went out there, got tickets in the Barcelona end, believing that we could do it. You know, this is a club, this is a football club that two years ago got ripped inside out by Borussia Dortmund in the Europa League. And now, legitimately, we were in the Champions League against Barcelona, fulfilling a a goal that we none of us had any right to believe in, and we did it. I think the beautiful thing about that result was the aftermath from from all the salty Arsenal fans. Oh yeah, because when the, when the month started, um, you know, we had two games against Arsenal, we had the Barcelona game, and I don't know. I think it's kind of split down the middle. Last Spurs fans felt about it, but I think fans of Arsenal probably thought, yeah, you're going to lose two games, you're going to get smashed to fuck by by Barcelona. And, you know, we come out of those three games <laughs> almost in credit, isn't it, really? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So, yeah, I guess, I guess yeah, if you put it in that context, Barcelona, again, does deserve to be in, does deserve to be in there, yeah. Um, i tell you, this is something you've been going on about for a while. Um, Tom Ford, who's a famously uh, gay fashion designer. Yes. Hang on, uh, we've, got, we've, got, we've got to do the three worst moments, though. Do you agree with this? Sorry, uh, stadium delays, FA Cup defeat to United and Laurie Street driving. I... I, I I don't. Um, but less of an issue with Laurie Strink driving. I know we've gone over this many times, but I don't think it's the worst part of it. I think losing to Arsenal four-two was worse from a yeah, Spurs I, I, I fan perspective. That. You know, as a general upstanding member of uh, the human race, then obviously losing to Arsenal doesn't compare to someone who's drink driving. But uh, you know, we're a Spurs podcast talking about Spurs things, and I think losing to Arsenal in the way that we did that was that was the worst. Yeah, well, I'd probably replace that with that as well. The semi-final defeat, I'd probably go along with that. I thought, yeah, it was especially tough. that we, yeah, we went ahead, and you know that 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 really hurt. Stadium delays are frustrating. Probably more so for me because I got my season ticket, thinking I was going to be there, 
and we thought Fulham was the first game, and we thought Liverpool was going to be the first game. Yeah. Then it was Chelsea, then it's Burnley, and now, what, we're... <laughs> Was well, December thirty first that we still none the wiser. Well, now, now they're saying it's going to be January, uh, last game in January. So that's Watford. Yeah, Watford or Newcastle. No, no, be Newcastle. No, Watford, Watford. Last midweek. Yeah, that game. Ben- uh, okay, if that's what it is, and that's what it is, but I just thought it'd be a weekend game. To but we're, we're getting closer now, team. We're getting closer now. No, it's good. So it ends, ends in a good note. Yeah, those three, I'd agree. Let's let's talk about Tom Ford. Yeah. So so you, this is something that you you keep popping up with. I don't know. Yeah, no. Well, I just want to know what you're getting at. So explain it. Explain it. So Tom, Tom Ford is a, a fashion designer. Yeah. He's a filmmaker. Uh, he meant he made an incredible film actually called a. I want to say a Silent Man. I have no idea. Or about a Gentleman. It's it's incredible. It's about a man. Um, it's got Colin Firth in it, and he's a um, he's a gay man in the fifties who is obviously has to exist. He loses his husband or his boyfriend at the time and uh, he can't go to his funeral because he's gay and the family don't want him there. Yeah. Anyway, so he says all men should be penetrated at least once to understand women. Is yeah. he right? He feels that, um, I guess he feels that when you, when you penetrate a person, you're kind of invading them, you're kind of going inside them. Yeah. And as men, well, as straight men, it's not something that they're going to generally experience. Can I just stop you for a second? I've got kids around. For God's sake. <laughs> and, and my missus is about to walk in the room. We, okay, we, we can move on to the next question. No, no, I'll, I'll, you, you just talk about it and I'll listen. Well, and well, yeah, so um, I guess it feels like if you, um, if you go through what women go through, we'll have a bit more empathy, we'll have a bit more understanding of yeah. you know, what they go through. And, um, and I guess it's a bit of the patriarchy in a sense in that... Um, no, I yeah, fully women, agree. I, I fully agree with that. Let's talking about. I'm not yeah, sure I'd be willing to go through with it, but I fully agree that to fully understand the plight of a woman, then you need to experience everything that they they go through. Yeah, well, at least something that they go through. Yeah, which is which is that. But they definitely um, go through that. Sorry. They definitely go through that. Yeah, and yeah. So I, I, that's his philosophy. Um, and I, I think I, 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 I can I can understand it. I'm, I, I don't want to go along with it. I don't. I don't want it to happen to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a real man. And, I'm and, I'm, and I've said all along that real men fuck men. And I'm, I'm, I'm not a real man. Yeah, so no, I'm, not, I I'm not willing. I, agree. I, can't, I can't talk about it freely. Let, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, I said let's move on. You decided to carry on. No, I just wanted you to talk because they can't hear you. Uh, I'll, um, we'll, we'll do this properly. On, uh, with, more, with more guys around. Yeah, with more, with more men around. So we can properly debate this out. But I um, fully respect the fact that it's in the running order too. Yeah, that's what uh, Lee Spurs on tw- uh, Rain- Rainbow on Twitter says, uh, did Kane deserve his MBE? There's been a lot of seethe. There's been a lot of reaction saying he doesn't deserve it because um, England bottled the World Cup and he didn't What's pass his sterling. What's that got to do with him? Exactly. Like, exactly. Like, like, there's another thing. Is like, why, why would he want one? I don't think Kane... Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think a footballer... An active footballer has ever turned it down. I don't know what the reaction would be. I'd, I'd imagine it'd be a bad turning down. Uh, mate, if I was not Harry Kane, there wouldn't be a world where I'd turn this down. Like, could you be bothered with the reaction to it? Exactly. Could you imagine, like, Britain first? England's, well, like, golden child. The you know, they, they, would turn, they would turn their irie from Sterling to Kane. They'd be like, he, 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 he's like a white Uncle Tom. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> <That'd> be, <laughs> I've not heard that before, but yeah. That's what it, 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 it wouldn't go down well at all, so we can't turn it down. Um, do I think he deserved it? Well, yes. He's um, captain of his country. He's, you know, he's a, he's a good role model for for the most part. I mean, some people probably say Leicester because he's sworn his daughter's life that the goal was his. I mean, it may not have been. But well, it was given to him. So like, there, yeah. there was technology that went into understanding that the goal was his. So it's fine. Yeah, so... Yeah, I think he does. I think he does deserve it. And no one, a lot of... no one's come out and said the goal shouldn't have been given to him because he swore he saw his life. Have they? Well, they said he was prepared to do that to get the goal given oh, to him. Jesus, Jay! I know. All right, opposition, let's move on. Opposition fans are weird. Yeah, they are. Uh, uh, Willie, but Willie the bus says uh, for for a while that Gazaniga is our best goalkeeper by a mile, more solid than and a better ball. More solid behind the ball, better kicker, better footballer. Lloris has served us so well. But the last six months have been poor. We've discussed. We have we have talked about it. We have, yeah. I don't think that you, if we put a poll out on 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 love the shirt, maybe we'll do this. Uh, yeah, we, we, we can I, do. What, what percentage of people would say that they would rather have Gazaniga in the, between the sticks for the last three months, four months of the season than Lloris? I would. I would say thirty-five percent. No way. Yeah. I would say 15, 10 at most. Nah. I would do it. If I remember, yeah, before getting pissed, and like, if, I, if I remember to do it. Or maybe you've got, you got the deal, haven't you, T? Let's do, do it after the pod drops. I might, no, I'm going to be uploading, so if you do it, right? So, no, no, we, we, t- tomorrow, when, when, we, when the pod goes on Twitter, we'll, we'll, no, I'm we'll do it. Up. I'm putting it up in the next hour or so. <laughs> but then there's no context there's no argument there's, there's nothing no, upset what, what to kind of sway no no what you do what you do is you say uh, Willie Bus Willie the Bus sent asked this question who's our better who's better keeper for the rest of the season we think uh, look, find, listen to the pod and you find out what, what we think okay and I'm saying Flav says 10% Flonius says 35% yeah Whichever one's closer wins. Right, yeah, whatever I've just said in the last 30 seconds, work that into 280 or 240 characters. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find a way. All right, God bless you. Okay, um, next one. Uh, new user underscore 420 Reddit says, my dad always told me that years of supporting Spurs of all the experiences of joy and heartbreak that, that it brings. It teaches us life lessons and makes us richer and more complex human beings compared to, our fans of, to the fans of more successful teams. He's a sour old sod and so am I. What do you think the character characterizes Spurs fans in your eyes, and what do you like and dislike most about the Spurs fan base? Ah, oh, that's a big question. It is. It's a tough one to to. I mean, it, well, I don't even know what is a football ba- fan base anymore. When I was a kid growing up, the feeling I got going to watch Spurs play at White Hart Lane was the be or Nendel. It was there was a a togetherness of one and and I think it's something that away fans probably feel still to this day and I I just feel like the feeling I have towards Spurs fans now as a Spurs fan is so dominated by social media that it's not worth talking about because I don't think it's a legitimate it's it's not legitimately valid way to think about a fan base as a whole as a, of a football club based on everything I've experienced previously yeah I think <clears throat> as I'm getting older I feel that most fan bases are you know a lot more homogenous so all very similar a lot more similar than we care to think and um, 
difficult to say about characterise Spurs fans because I guess you can only characterise something in the context of other things around it. That's that's kind of how how I'm looking at it. But you know, I'd say our fans are fairly loyal. We've gone through a lot in the last thirty years, more so the last yeah last thirty years. Not in the, yeah, last thirty years with um. And then we won the FA Cup, became third in the league in the late 80s, early 90s. And then we, you know, had points deductions in the 90s and had some very terrible runs in the 90s. And, you know, we've been, we've been for an awful lot and we're still there, we're still supporting our team, we're still loyal. And, yeah, I think, you know, I do agree that, that, that supporting Spurs is, is a lesson in life. Because in life, not everything goes your way, but you've still got to crack on with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... I think most people go into their lives optimistic or, or kind of as they grow up, as long as they've got kind of a stable household, there's, there's optimism about the future. Uh, and then, you know, life throws a curveball and that might be other people that you know they're trying to bring you, bring you down or, or make your life more difficult. Or it might be that you, you, you lose your job or you have something horrendous happen to your, your family. And, you know, it's about how you react to those things. I think uh, absolutely. I mean, what 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 if the what if the what if their players had the same attitude as some of the worst tweets we've seen? Oh, mate, what, 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 what if their players tweeted that? What if Alderweireld and Kane said, "This is fucking shit. We're not good enough to win the league," and blah 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 blah. What if they were the ones saying it? Yeah, like what? You know, like, you, this, you, is you, what this is what it is. Like, the fans expect our players to be kind of like like a. a vacuous conduit to our success but don't expect them to, to, to have any kind of opinion or feeling about it all whereas they kind of spill their guts onto a, a platform that should never have been created <laughs> yeah I'd go along with that it's, it's the root of all evil but it's, it's a general thing and this is, this is what we're getting at here is that in life there are pricks out there and yeah. ultimately I think the lasting feeling for 2018 for me is fuck pricks. A hundred years from now, they'll all be dead. So, yeah. yeah so will we, do too. Yeah, but you know, collateral damage. <laughs> yeah, that is it. That is collateral damage. Um, <laughs> there is one more question, but I think we're going to end yeah. here now, mate. Okay. Um, but I just, I, I just want to end and, uh, and say uh, thank you to everybody who's come on the podcast. I, I haven't got the list in front. Of, actually, give me, give me a second. We do it at the end of each season, though. We don't just do it for the for the calendar year. Good. All right, because I hadn't prepared it at all. But, no, uh, I don't yeah, thank, like that. But everyone's come on, just thanks. Yeah, thanks. And, and, and more importantly, thanks for everybody who downloads the 30% We Are With You Brothers. Uh, thank you so much for, for not just listening to the podcast, but engaging and, um, and tweeting us and, and, and enabling it so that the fighting cock's going to kind of evolve into something much more special than it is now. We've got one specific project, a film project that we're working on, which is going to be incredible. Um, and we're like, really, really excited for everybody to see it in around February, March time. Um, and in the meantime, me, you, T, the rest of the boys are going to be meeting up. We're going to be drinking and we're going to be watching Spurs. Hell yes. Until that time, though. Happy New fucking Year. It. Happy New Year and fucking have it. I love you, T. I love you more. Bye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.